welcome to Unpain Clinic Podcast. Here, you will learn how to resolve stubborn pain for muscles, tendons, joints. How to increase your athletic performance, optimize your biological age, and look naturally with long-lasting results. I'm your host, Yuran Berisha, founder and visionary of Unpain Clinic. Stay tuned. I hope you love it. Today, we're going to talk about Achilles tendon. So if you actually think about the origin of Achilles and why it has the name Achilles tendon is because uh, in uh, Asian Greek uh, culture or was this uh, superhuman uh, that nobody could beat him and fight with him. And then he had the weak spot and that was his Achilles uh, tendon and as soon as that tendon was cut then he was put on the ground he he was weak and that's how you probably feel when you have that Achilles tendon pain or tendonitis in the first step uh, first couple steps in the morning or when you're running when you're walking uh, when you're doing pretty much any activities and if you already have been uh, tried other therapies you know like physiotherapy massage stretching for achilles uh, tendonitis um, all kind of other forms then and, and you're still in pain it's yeah uh, it's a stubborn tendon because it's it's one of the thickest tendons in in the body and it's your foot it's it's pretty much you cannot walk if you have the the pain so what happens typically with uh, achilles uh, chronic achilles uh, tendonitis or tendopathies so these are see these are all fancy names but i personally don't like to use um, names of the conditions uh, at unpain clinic we rather focus more trying to figure out the cause and if you just listen to um, the previous episode number three where we talk about plantar fascia achilles tendon it's similar um, to plantar fascia and actually they go together but this is now i want to provide more um, information about achilles tendopathies that are chronic that have been for a minimum of three months and up so uh, the first thing that we need to understand uh, tendons are pretty much the bridge the anchors between a muscle and a bone so the reason why we have tendons like wherever we have muscles is because it's helping this muscle to anchor on the bone so then the muscle can pull actually more uh, the body has designed the tendons not to have good blood circulation because they're not really designed uh, to to get injured but in case of injury it still has the mechanism where it can repair itself uh, what happened if it can't uh, it means that there is a dysfunction in the muscle from my personal experience i have learned that every time when we are dealing with tendopathies or tendonitis like inflammation of the tendons in the body regardless where they are we first have muscle dysfunction and because of the muscle dysfunction 
it affects the joint so then it forces you to walk function exercise differently and now this tendon it's actually not functioning properly those fibers are getting overworked and uh body sensing more mechanical forces impacting the tendon and thinking hey those cells think it's like we need to make this tendon even stronger because we're getting more load and then the tendon start uh thickening up it loses is its elasticity <clears throat> and then therefore it starts hurting it blocks even that fluid flow inside the tendon and there there are actually fluids even inside the tendon and at microscopic level um, every tissue in the body every um, muscle fiber every tendon fiber has those fascia layers in between those that helps them glide against each other so it's almost like lubrification of the tendon so then the tendon once you're running uh it becomes actually elastic structure it almost like after about 40 minutes of running uh it almost becomes your muscle the muscles start you know tightening up because it's producing more force now the tendon heats up and then start becoming more elastic and and offering you you know that that elasticity in the in, in the body but uh, when it gets injured, it loses that ability and therefore it starts hurting or after you stop running, uh, because when you're running, you gave a task to your nervous system to finish, like to, to, to run 5, 10K, 20Ks, 40Ks. And now your, your body starts tying, you know, um, adrenaline rush, different type of adrenaline so it can push you and therefore you don't feel the pain. It's going to start using other things so it can get you through that but then after the activity uh you start feeling the achilles pain or you cannot walk and it really hurts that's when you realize okay i have the problem and what happens is typically again we go most of the time what i've found personally uh, is that the uh, dysfunction of the gluteus muscles, the biggest muscle of the of the bum uh, or of your hip area, if this guy becomes uh, dysfunctional, doesn't produce enough power, or when you're running or when you're walking, you're really putting short steps. Uh, you're not putting, you know, like uh, long strides or really extending your hip. You're not engaging this uh, glute muscle and you're just work walking you know with short steps then you're overusing your hamstring muscles that affects it start pulling the calf and then the calf pulls on the achilles and the plantar fascia so uh this is the typical chain so now if we want to reset this chain even at home if you want to try it uh, my suggestion uh, to you is always start stretching from your foot intrinsic muscles from bottom of the foot do a little bit stretching there so it actually hits a lot of reflexologic points it relaxes the fascia of the whole leg and then you can actually start doing some passive stretching for the achilles tendon the calf muscle and the hamstring but i don't recommend stretching the glute muscles like the the glute max 
if you're really precise and if you can isolate only to relax the glute meat but not really stretch the glute max then you can do that but how you should do that is you should take a small like the fascia balls or tennis ball or lacrosse ball or anything that you put it a little bit lower than um, where your hip sits so if you put your your hand on the side of the of the hip and a little bit about like 45 degrees and where is the crest of the hip that's mostly the glute max so i don't want you to to stretch much there it's where typically where your fingers end if you have if you put your your, your hand on the at that iliac crest wherever your fingers end about 45 degrees back that's where you can actually stretch and relax and that might help you more so that's that's one thing uh, the other type of stretching that you can probably search on youtube is eccentric type of stretching for achilles tendon so they help you to maintain it but not really to uh, solve the problem so you, you're pretty much uh, relieving vagrating um, factors of achilles tendon problem uh, what we do or what we recommend again because we specialize in in shockwave therapy um, and we have that personal experience with it and it works amazing for uh, tendon issues in general pretty much anywhere in the body and especially shockwave for um, achilles uh, tendopathies in, in in general so what shockwave would do it would actually start uh, breaking down those scar tissues adhesions that are uh, restricting that gliding of the of the tendon fibers and then it would uh, literally force the muscles to to relax uh, so when we do the treatment, we have to treat everything from the like the calf muscles, hamstrings, and then treat the plantar fascia, and then focus the whole treatment on the Achilles tendon. So um, after it breaks down scar tissues and adhesions, and because it's a mechanical sound waves, it actually triggers false injury in that area. So it triggers your cells to come in and repair whatever has been injured. And the main effect of the shockwave in this case is to uh, stimulate new blood vessel growth. So if we improve more blood circulation on the muscle, or especially in that uh, junction where the muscle turns to a tendon. So because of more blood circulation in the area, the muscle gets more oxygenated and then the tendon and the muscles become more elastic so they can actually start working uh, properly. And then about eight to nine weeks after the third session of shockwave, typically there is the highest amount of stem cell activation in the area where the body can go and start repairing the injured tendon. Uh, another thing with shockwave, uh, because it stimulates all the growth factors in the body, including uh, collagen, and collagen is a very important uh, element when it comes to tendon repair and i've ex I explained this a little bit on the plantar fascia because it's the it's the same mechanism but in achilles tendon it's ex it's even more important because those tendon fibers are um, very solid and they need to be very strong to support your whole body and any tendon um, it's actually built from collagen material 
And when those fibers actually snap or you tore those fibers, then there's microscopic space in between those fibers. Your nervous system sends this uh, space and thinks, okay, I have, I have an area in the body that I'm not actually feeding with nutrition. I'm not supplying it with blood. And then you start creating blood vessels, trying to, to, to supply that with, with blood circulation. But what happened in reality is that it, it makes things more complicated and worse because your tendons need actually uh, new collagen fibers rebuilt, not blood vessels. Because if originally whoever made us, whoever created or like the evolution, if we needed more blood supply, we would have that blood supply in the tendon already. And the question is probably why, why it doesn't heal? Because we don't live that natural lifestyle anymore. It's like, if you, if you, if you were living, let's say 10,000 years ago, you didn't have a computer to sit in front of, you didn't drive, you didn't sit eight, nine hours. So you got injured, you got up and walked and you created mechanical forces, you went through the pain and that helped, you know, rebuilding. You had the proper food, you had the proper sleep, uh, you had all the, 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 the factors that this earth has provided for you to injure yourself and to heal yourself. But nowadays, because we have changed as a human and we have evolved, uh, with us, even aggravating factors have evolved. Also, the healing modalities have evolved. Therefore, now we, as a humans, we have created, you know, shockwave, lasers, PRP, stem cell, you know, techniques, injections to help the recovery faster or even collagen supplements. So you can now take specifically collagen, which would help your body, you know, to rebuild those tendon festers. So um, anybody that has ended up on a chronic uh, tendon injury and it's not healing for a minimum three months and even after trying everything, uh, the first problem that I learned recently in this conference and virtual conference in, in, in Berlin in, uh, is the biggest fascia research conference. And this is exactly what they explained. This is what they have learned and find out. Uh, about and I actually learned this in uh, Salzburg for the first time at the shockwave conference at International Society for Medical Shockwave Treatments. They were monitoring tennis and golfers' elbow uh, tendonitis, and they said it's like they call them those bad blood vessels. They said you have to do shockwave to re-injure the area to get rid of those bad blood vessels because they are they were supposing that they are actually supplying inflammation and that's why the tendons are not getting better even after um, using you know stem cells prp and shockwave and there's still a problem and now in the recent conference they they found out that there are actually good blood vessels they're just bringing the regular blood but instead of body creating the collagen fibers back it's creating those those um, blood vessels which is making the tendon weaker because the other remaining fibers that are already working, they're overworking, they're getting thicker, so thicker, and you have ended up in this vicious cycle. So uh, wherever you are in the world, uh, because we know 
and I'm talking about our personal experience here, uh, the the best modality that has worked on our experience it's is the shockwave therapy. One thing that you have to look uh, for is the true shockwave therapy, which is there, there are two types of the sh shock waves in the market. You have the radial pressure wave, and then you have what we call it the true shock wave, which is the same as um, the one that breaks up kidney stones with. So what it does, um, or if you're in a place that there's no, you know, true shock wave and it's only the radial pressure wave, which sounds as a jackhammer, even that one, it's still good. Even that one, the research shows really good results for Achilles tendonitis. So you can uh, you can go and get that treatment. And typically you need about three to five sessions. If that doesn't make any difference during three to five sessions and about three months later, your cause, it's not an Achilles. So you must focus the whole rehab or your what you're looking for more on the lower back, more on the glute muscles, more on the core muscles to strengthen those big muscles so you can actually offload the pressure on the Achilles um, tendon. So, and the main goal at this point is re-injuring the area with, with shockwave, uh, stimulating new blood vessel growth, stimulation, uh, stimulating more collagen production, and you still trying to be active because not doing is the same as overdoing. So you cannot go and completely stop walking or completely stop the activity because then there's no there's no stimulation and we are designed to move. I learned this in uh, in uh, when I uh, went to university for a uh, physiotherapist uh, in school they I learned a, a saying a door handle that keeps moving never gets rusted. So um, even when you have an injury, you don't want to, when you do an activity, probably a, a, a gauge to see how much you have done is the next day, you don't want to be sore. You do it enough to get things going, but then when you get, and it's totally fine if it, if it hurts that day, but the next day, you don't want to be uh, feeling uh, sore with pain, you know, like six, seven out of 10, it's normal even the next day if the pain is below below three. So you're you're kind of doing the right level of activity for that injury, and just you add it a little bit uh, more. So keep up with stretching, uh, strengthening exercises helps too, but not strengthening the calf muscles. And again, I'm talking from my personal experience because. Uh, these muscles are already overworking. They are in overwork mode. You don't want to strengthen them more. What you want to strengthen, you want to strengthen a muscle that it's, it's above it, which is usually the quadriceps muscles and the glute muscles. Uh, and when you, when you strengthen those, that offloads the whole leg. Um, there are other modalities that definitely provide benefits. Another modality that I have uh, found that helps, I don't do it myself, it's the dry needling IMS. But one thing with it, uh, you have to be careful because IMS is really good if you use it on overworking muscle. It, produce, it, it kind of helps the muscle to take a break. 
but if there's a muscle that it's what we call it weak and tight so there is a muscle that is trying to create tightness to support the area and then you go and treat that you're gonna actually literally i'm just kind of saying in neurological terms you're gonna kill that muscle so your nervous system is trying to actually uh, add support to the area you go and use dry needles and then you fully relax it now something else has to take over and that's where you get the ims probably you know 10 sessions and nothing is it's it's changing and it's helping so i have had cases where i've seen on achilles uh, uh chronic tendonitis problems recently i had a triathlon guy uh took me honestly seven sessions to, to to rehab him and the reason is that he had a lot of ims uh dry needling on the calf muscle and then it over relaxed the muscle which now there was no support for the tendon so all everything that he was doing it was going directly on the tendon and then the plantar fascia took over. So I treated, the tendon was so thick that I tried with shockwave. It was very painful during the treatment. Um, I wasn't able to use the, the, the right energy. So then I had to start treating the, what we call it the collateral tissues. So tissues that are around to start helping the tendon so it can actually handle the load of the body more as a region rather than as a, as a specific structure, which is the tendon. So I had to go and do flash wave, which is a electrohydraulic shock wave, which in, in our experience, it helps more muscle activation because it has a bigger, bigger focal point. So I had to go and, and treat the, the calf muscles with it and then go with a shock wave with a radial pressure wave, trying to release, uh, to, to, to lose the area and then do the electromagnetic shock wave, which is more concentrated to stimulate healing of those fibers. And um, then I had to treat also the, the plantar fascia, relax it. Once we start treating the surrounding tissues, the body felt um, safe. The nervous system felt safe to start offloading the tendon. Because you have to remember, your nervous system does whatever it takes to keep you straight and against gravity. We challenge gravity daily and uh we are pretty much uh one of few animals that we only walk in, in in two legs so it's 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 very challenging for our whole system if one leg is not working because now the other leg is taking everything so we our our weight uh, distribution is 50 50. we don't walk in in in, in legs and hands so at least we have you know the weight distribution it's it's 20 like quarters right so if one is injured at least you have still 75 percent of the system taking care of you and you can still function and go while you allow the healing if one leg gets injured that's it like the other side is going to be loaded 75 percent or more so that's that, that's why it's very hard for for the body to, to to feel the safety and to go on the repair mode and it's constantly just trying to to keep you upright and to support you whatever you have given a task because it's a task just to get up and go in the morning to work and do your errands and and do your things it's like all this mechanism has to first 
keep you alive like uh support the breathing support the blood circulation support your mind like there all those mechanisms inside doesn't matter where it is in the body it has a reason it's supporting you during the day if something actually breaks down and becomes dysfunctional something else it's gonna take over so kind of uh if you're let's say if you're in the area that there's no modalities whatsoever like you're now in middle of the forest and how do you heal your Achilles tendon? So what, what you do is first you focus on the breathing because without oxygen, nothing functions. So take a deep breath, uh, probably practice uh, if you if you heard about Wim Hof uh, breathing, the Iceman, that's a really good type of breathing or any type of breathing where you just take a deep breath, send it to your, to your abdomen, relax, focus on that. So if you provide the body with oxygen, you're provi providing the body with a fuel, with energy that is going to help everything to work properly. And that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is just check, do a self-assessment. Just go and stand in one leg and see like how, how, how your body is handling this gravity. Okay. And that's where like pay attention what you're using when you're walking. When you walk, like try to feel your glute muscle. Is it engaging? Is it your hamstring engaging? Is it your quad working? Okay. So then start kind of teaching your body when you walk, you don't have to contract the muscle, what I call it artificially with your consciousness, because everything in the body inside should be working automatically, but extend your leg try to use your your glute muscles more try to use your core muscles more okay um, if you had any abdominal surgery that can affect uh, or make your your core muscles dysfunctional your glute muscles dysfunctional take a kinesio tape just put it over the scar and while you have that tape it will uh, it will make your nervous system communicate better with that area honestly try it as a just as a, a as a trick like you can you can do a self-testing is you can go in one leg and try your balance first take the tape put it if you had the c-section or appendectomy put the tape on 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 that scar and check your balance okay these are all fine things but you have to remember that we are these bunch of cells that has created this big structure you have to think at cellular level then you can you, you can actually think at, 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 at the structure because even today daily although like all my clients pretty much most of them are very open-minded they understand that the body function as a as a whole unit but i still have people that come in and say how my big toe is affecting my neck how it can be connected and i say okay if it's uh if you think that it's not connected let me take a hammer and hit you on your toe and if it doesn't hurt it's not connected if it hurts it's connected and yes it affects up to your neck because if you're not when you're walking if you're not pushing off with that toe you're not doing a good extension then imagine your toe is the root of the tree and then your your head is the tip of the tree so if the root is not good then the tip is going to be unstable so it will affect everything up 
anyway i just started to, to go kind of off topic here but i just i'm trying to help you in any way uh that i can any way possible uh if you're lucky if you're from edmonton or on areas that you can find uh, a shockwave treatment then that's where we would suggest to, to go and try it because it's amazing but even if shockwave doesn't help you within three to five sessions then it's like doesn't matter that your achilles it's hurting that's not where the cause is you have to change the approach you have to change um, your habits like check what you're doing check how much sitting you're doing check how much running you're doing because again even with too much activities that's not good either life it's all about balance it's it's between uh breathing oxygen nutrition your mindset and then it it comes the activity without those tr- threes being in 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 good position if you're just trying them to be active and to to beat up you know the stress with activity you're actually almost doing more harm because even when you ask now your body to lift weight and to run you're still stressing the the, the system you're just changing the type of stress so in those cases we recommend more meditation more more loosening up the system rather than just trying to 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 push for and uh you have to remember you have enough time it's like um it's better to allow proper healing you get going than trying to 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 overdo things and then you get injured and you have to deal with uh with pain and at unpain clinic that's what even our name and i i love our name which is uh interesting because everybody loves something that had name but my goal is for every every human to live the life without pain as long as you're active healthy there's no pain that's all that matters but without medication okay so thank you for uh your time that you have dedicated to listening to this crazy guy here i hope um i helped you in any way possible if you're from Edmonton, uh, then you're lucky. You have Unpain Clinic. Uh, hopefully soon we'll have Unpain Clinics all over uh, Canada and United States first. So that's that's our goal. Um, so thank you for your time and uh, have a great time till the next episode. Thank you.